we're all protecting you. We have, we have all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We're not dressed for this. I don't need to be around me. Let me tell you something. The only thing. If I want to see that, what a road is. I'm not really sure what I've done to you, but I'm Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hot and Bravo podcast on the Buttered Pop Network. I'm enjoying myself with no concussion because I have my co-host, the one who makes me feel good and I can talk freely about OC with, and that's none other than my homeboy, Armin. How you doing, doing? I'm I'm doing good. I am living for OC this season, and I know people are like very anti-Kelly, and you know know me, I always have my, uh, what are they called, Uh, unpopular opinions. I'm freaking loving Kelly. She's crazy. Even though she struck your girl... Shannon Bador with the mallet. You like to claim that you're the Bador whore. I am, and I do love Shannon Bador. I think I do think Shannon though. I got to I got to call a spade where a spade. I think she's being a little bit dramatic, but that's that's part of the Bador magic is that she is just a little so bit over dramatic. You're just a dodd fraud, aren't you? I'm just saying, if Chrissy Teigen could walk out of a mallet head from Luna, we're good with uh, Shannon Bedore walking out from Kelly's uh, mallet head. We should have her on the pod. <laughs> Could you imagine? We're like, yo, Chrissy. Should, should we have her on the pod? Yeah, let me text we'll her really quick. We'll consider it. We'll let think me, about let it. Let me text Chrissy. Could you? <laughs> I would die. The, the, it's not going to happen in the, within like the next couple episodes, guys. But maybe within like a year or two. Support <laughs> us. Tell your friends. Get us big. Get if y'all, If y'all want Chrissy Teigen <laughs> on the Hot and Bravo podcast to discuss all things Bravo, start a campaign. Start a campaign on Twitter. What should it be called? Like hashtag uh, Chrissy. Uh, I don't know. We have to think of something clever. That's yeah, the we thing. do. I'm like trying to think of Tegan, Chrissy, something that has to do with like either like hot or popcorn or like Bravo. <laughs> Maybe some mallets in there. There's something there that we can, you know, I just conjure need to, like, up. I need to get into my like recharge chamber and my robot home and just like figure out and maybe download something. Or just like a hundred of you guys could tag Chrissy Tegan and us on Twitter at hot and bravoed and maybe she'll notice it and be like, why is everyone tagging me with this podcast? Oh, they want me to go on. And then uh, she'll come talk about the mallet to that. And then maybe we'll get tickets to BravoCon. Um, <laughs> no, good we, luck. Yeah. Good, good luck getting tickets to BravoCon. Chrissy Teigen is easier to get on the podcast than we can get tickets for right. BravoCon. Not That's... even Chrissy Teigen could get tickets to BravoCon. Yeah. But let's talk about OC because we are still at Miraval. It is the aftermath of the ding dong mallet head. The witch is dead. Um, and by which I mean Vicky, because she was not here this episode. <laughs> well, she was at the end, but she was not allowed out of her room for a right. good for a good portion, which True. was hilarious. Her reactions as she was eavesdropping. Ooh, yeah. like probably still eating leftover, like animal style fries in her bed, like not letting anyone know. There's a good gif in there, by the way. Oh, a hundred percent. But we need to backtrack. Yes, because we, a lot of stuff went down. Yeah, before, we're just getting so excited yeah, before before, before Miss, Miss Vic uh, appeared on the scene. Um, so the episode ends with Shannon and Tamara headed, or they're still at the ER, urgent care, whatever, and there's like a mild concussion. Right. No. No, not bo- mild. The doctor never said mild. The, yeah, it said concussion. And she was like, Shannon was sure there was like a, a, a denotion of status, and she was mild. The doctor also said she can drink, so good for her. But that's not what we're worried about now. We are worried about... Um, the ladies the, back at the house. The hit to the head part two. Hit to the head part dose. So right Malletless after- Malletless hit to the head. Yeah. It was just, it was just straight up. 
The classic, the old school mallet. Old school mallet. <laughs> Your hands. These aren't knives, they're just hands. These but they aren't work. mallets, <laughs> they're just hands. They work quite well. <laughs> That's Kelly Dodd's new tagline next season. These aren't mallets, these are hands. Um, catch these hands, yo. But Gina's just had a very, you know, emotional m- moment where she held a rose quartz um, rock. And all of her problems, she knew everything was going to be okay. All the problems gone. All the problems gone. I, when I hold my rose quartz at home, it just makes my hand really sweaty. So I guess I'm doing something wrong. You actually get one additional problem. Yeah, sweaty hands. Sweaty hands. Yeah. So maybe yeah. that means something. Maybe that means someone's thinking of me. Because <laughs> rose quartz is for love. So I was really happy. She like I know some things about crystals. Guys. I heard that if your hands get sweaty, then that means nobody's thinking. Ah, uh, yep, that's yeah. it. Then that's the so, case. Got to get them dry hands. You need dry hands. Yep. Dry hands. Yep. Dry in the hands, wet in bed. That's what they say about <laughs> crystals. Uh. <laughs> I hope your mom's listening to this. Hey, Mama Estrada. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, but. The look on your face. But, yeah. So, um, so uh, that happened. And yeah. then we get the hit to the head. We get the hit to the head. And Gina's freaking out because she's like, I don't need another court case. I've already, <laughs> I've already been to jail. And she's like, well, I, I, Kelly, I would say things to embarrass you, but you're already embarrassing yourself. And then that blows Kelly up. And Kelly's like, I'm more accomplished than you. And she's like, really? She's like, yeah, I have 10 homes and millions of dollars. And she's like, but haven't you gone to jail? She's like, yeah, so? <laughs> I know you're very pro-Dodd right now, but Kelly, and I think Kelly is so funny a lot of the times, and her energy is just like perfect for the housewives, yeah, for any franchise. I think you could throw her in uh, in any city, and she's gonna make it work. But she's just being kind of annoying, to be honest. She is being a little bit annoying. I do have to say, like I mean, it's going beyond the realm of like just having fun and being playful and just being a little weird and quirky. And now it's really like just respect other people's boundaries. Like I get the point she's trying to make. Like the hit to the head wasn't that hard, but I feel like it's just a matter of respect. And yeah. now you're hitting Gina to the head and like calling her poor and unsuccessful. At some point, you're just going to lose friends. Frankly, that's the thing about it. You know, Kelly, do you do what you want. You're clearly going to do that. But people aren't going to like you. I mean, we can see it now because it looks like there's a bunch of feuds on social media and it looks like Kelly's on the outs. I mean, all she's doing is hanging out with her new boyfriend. Not Brian. Right. The new one. The new, new Fox News correspondent that's right. been gallivanting around the world with her. But and she went on set, I saw the other day. Yeah, take your girlfriend to work day. Right, yep. How cute. <laughs> Don't ever take me to work. Yeah, again, um, hey, Kelly, if you want to hit other people, say it's no big deal. If you want to, you know, call them poor and unsuccessful, again, it's your prerogative, right? Don't expect to win friends with that methodology, though. It's not a friend winning solution at all. <laughs> it's like the it's like the furthest from it. It's yeah, like, exactly. okay, what's the worst thing you could possibly do to like keep your friends? And that's what Kelly Dodd is doing. Yeah. Um, I've been annoyed too. Miraval is an experience. It's not a cheap experience as well. And I know they're at off season because it's like freezing cold because they're all in their parkas. But still, costs a pretty penny to go there. It's a very spiritual emotional experience and like shannon says later she's like she's been waiting a while to go there and i do feel like kelly's being very rude to the staff um for the fact that she's you know she's interrupting sessions that are supposed to be uninterrupted for the maximum you know like experience and you know i mean even at this moment they have a nice table set out for dinner all the ladies are supposed to be having dinner together because kelly dodd did the mallet and then is attacking gina 
they're not able to sit down for this beautiful dinner that these people slaved over for them. Here's a question. Do you think Kelly's doing it for the content? A hundred percent. That hashtag Kelly content. Hashtag Kelly content. That's what I'm thinking. I, she knows how to play the game. Yeah. She knows what. It comes across as fraudulent. The Dodd fraud. I'm telling you, I was saying this last week. It feels like she's overcompensating, kind of being a tryhard. And I know there's the theories online that maybe Kelly was conspiring with other cast members to give us content. But if you do it and it feels inorganic, then we're not going to like it. We're not going to buy into it. Yeah. The best content in Housewives history has always been the real, authentic shit. And I think... Hashtag Dodd fraud. I think we saw some real, authentic shit with Gina and Emily because Gina freaks out after all of this. That was real. Starts packing a bag because she wants to leave because her kids miss her. We see a clip of her kids being like, Mommy, we just want you home. And she's like breaking down crying. And her only like she feels like one of her friends like one of her only really good friends Emily is is mad at her and makes her feel bad for not going to Vegas and she's like girl you know as a lawyer I should not be anywhere near Vegas and then Emily goes and throws Gina under the bus because she's like well then why are you drinking in the back with uh Tamara or Shannon drinking tequila in the back with Shannon on the way to Los Angeles and it's like honestly Fair point, Emily. But like at the same time, like you can't hold her accountable. Like drinking in the back of a bus, you know, is different than going to Vegas for a weekend and partying it up with your girls. Like I think there's a clear divide and a clear designation between the two. Like, I mean. Are you team Gina here or team Emily? I'm team Gina. Me too. I think Emily's being overreactive. I think Emily's being very condescending and judgmental to Gina. I think Gina's going through a very hard time and what she needs is friends and not people who are in their own self-interest. Like Emily is upset because Gina wasn't there for her. And I get where Emily is like, I've been there for you. You know, I've been there through thick and thin when all this has been going on. And Gina's like, thank you. But, like, that doesn't mean you, like, have to expect the same thing from me when I'm still struggling. Like, I'm still going through it. It's not one and done. Yeah, I think Emily is slightly downplaying the severity of Gina's situation. A hundred percent. And not totally because she has been there, but just slightly. And it's not just the arrest, which in of itself has been a huge, huge, huge headache for her, uh, both legal and otherwise. Uh, But her husband starting to date... um, her ex-husband, rather, starting to uh, date the woman that he had an affair with. Mm-hmm. That has to be a huge strain for her. Well, now he's on Tinder. It, I guess um, his thing says, like, single effing finally or something like that on... You're kidding. Yeah. That's a terrible, like, bio for Tinder. Right? No, it's such, a, <laughs> it's such an OC douchebag, like, Tinder bio. Really? Yeah. I, I bet you, like, there's... Because he's attractive in the photos, too. So I bet you there's like a bunch of like 20-somethings that are like, oh, my, I am single, too. Effing finally. <laughs> okay, you're right. You I know totally what I mean? That. Those Newport babes. I've partied, I've partied down in Newport a couple times, 4th of July, here and there. I know, I know what it's like. So we're both team Gina here, but let's talk about the phone call. Yes. When <laughs> Kelly and Tamara are on the phone as Tamara and Shannon return from urgent care. I would like to hear your thoughts on this interaction, Eddie. Uh, can I say it first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Break it down. So they're in the car on the way home, and Tamara gets a, a text from Kelly, and she's like, oh, uh, Shannon, Kelly tells me I need to call her. I'm going to call her right now. She says to call me. She calls her. Literally the first thing Kelly says on the phone to Tamara, what the fuck are you doing, Tamara? 
I foreshadowed this. I foreshadowed this. I totally foreshadowed this. I love it. whoever answers, who would ever like first line. It's like me calling you Armin. Like, what the fuck are you doing, Armin? Then you're like, what? It's crazy. It's it's crazy. And then she's like, what did the doctor tell you that you have a screw loose, a screw loose in your head? Is that what the doctor tells you? Like, nothing's wrong. Nothing's wrong. And Shannon's shocked. Yeah. When Kelly is on one, she is really on one. She Shannon even says she's never met someone as cruel or has talked to her that way since her ex-husband. Yeah. And honestly, Kelly is insufferable here. Like the whole I thing, agree. I foreshadowed this. Okay. Um, no. That's not correct. You forecasted this. You didn't foreshadow it. Um, and she was saying some other nonsense. I also, the distinction between foreshadow and forecast, you're a hundred percent right. And I was like, oh my God, I didn't realize she was using the wrong word. This is why I need you, Armin. You're like my brains. There was another moment that was exactly like that. I forget ex- what she was saying, but it's, again, it's insufferable. It's hard to watch. It's, it's very cringeworthy. Her voice gets up to this register. That's like really hard. It's like very shrieky. I understand. Okay. When she's like. When Shannon's like, you're yelling at me. And Tamara's like, you're yelling at me. She's like, I'm not yelling. I'm just telling you what I say. Her voice, the tone of her voice is very like yelly, which I understand why they feel like it's aggressive. And then they, then we get the bomb dropped. What's well, not really a bomb. I'm sure we could all have guessed this where they're like, yeah, Vicky's been telling us for years that Kelly is aggressive. And now we're like really seeing it. It's like, where have you been? Kelly has been, will be aggressive. Right. Never, never get seasoned down. She's like, who, who? Like, remember that she's like, the, just the owl. And she's like, who said that? It was the original who said that right, with right. Kelly Dodd at the 70s party. Mm-hmm. We're just like, who, who, who? She's crazy. She's aggressive. She's ready to go out. Remember, oh, yeah. When she called, when she went after Shane and she was like, you're, you're a little dork. Like, you're a <laughs> dweeb. Like, screw you. Oh, yeah. She can get super intense. I, I mean, I understand right now. I agree. It's a lot. I'm like, Kelly, calm down. You're just going to lose everyone. It's like annoying. But at the same time, like, I enjoy it because she's like good TV. Like she understands the game. Let's talk about the next morning. Yeah. So after all the ladies leave, they steal the food. They go back to their hotel rooms. Um, Shannon shows up with Tamara back at their house and they're talking with Gina. Um, And... This is, mind you guys, six hours after they got they got to the trip. So this is this has all happened within a matter of like four hours. A lot of shit went down. A lot has gone down in four hours of getting to the arriving at Miraval, which blew my mind when they showed that timestamp. I was like, Bravo wants us to know. Um, oh yeah, production loves it when like six hours of content can basically become an entire episode. It's like that episode of Atlanta last year mm-hmm. at Nini's party, uh-huh. where basically an entire episode was like two and a half hours. Yeah, and, it was, and they're proud of that shit. Oh, they, they're like, we are so happy that like we only had to film for like two hours and we have like a full episode because that's insane. But the, yep. you're talking about when the, she goes into the closet and like yep. assaults the camera guy. Yeah. Love that. Love it. <laughs> yeah, that party um, had a lot. They had puking, feuding, <laughs> fighting. Um, and Miraval's not quite on that level, but uh, yeah, six hours, you already have a mallet to the head. You have another hit to the head. You have an urgent care visit. So yeah, a lot's going down. Um, I wanted to talk about really quickly while they're on the... Because f- Vicky hasn't shown up yet, but she's on the phone with them. And they're basically saying, if Kelly was in the same situation, Kelly would have pressed charges. And, 100% agree. And I actually agree with that. I think Kelly definitely would have. 
which I think is a testament to why I love Shannon Bedore because she's like, you know what? Like, it's fine. I'm going to let it all go under the rug. Um, but I love how Vicky's like, well, yeah, um, Steve says you have like up to a year to like, you know, um, uh, charged with a felony. So like you still have time. Like if you want to think about it, I'm like, that's such a Vicky thing. Like we still have a year. Vicky. So, so that leads into the next morning where right. we get a continuation of the Kelly V Shannon. Um, Kelly decides to call, um, Kelly wants to call Shannon and she's like, I feel like I need to call Shannon. I feel like I need to talk to her. So she calls Tamara. She has Tamara call her instead. And that, it seems like Tamara's like the liaison between them. Yep. She's like the mediator between Shannon and Kelly, which I find any, really interesting because I would never let Tamara be in the middle of anything. Yeah. Definitely the last person you'd want. She's like in the game of telephone. She's the kid who will literally say the wrong thing to the next person so that it messes up the entire telephone where it's like green goose like jumps over the pond and she's like the orange cow decided to run through the field and you're like okay you're just here to cause shit so you want to talk about the train so let's talk about the train right yeah it's like is she the worst person to have as a mediator in the entire world um but shannon is basically like fighting with um kelly and shannon's like you know what if you want to talk to me, get over here. And Kelly's like, I'm not going to go over there if Vicky's there. So they have this scheme to keep Vicky in the room <laughs> while Kelly's over so that Kelly and Shannon can make amends. Um, God, this was a whole, like when Andy was like, we're going to have classic OC. This was such an OC moment with like Vicky locked in the room, Shannon, Tamara and Kelly basically like yelling at each other. Well, actually, Shannon and Tamara trying to have a conversation with Kelly while Kelly was yelling at them. I mean, they do make up at the end of it where Kelly's like, basically Kelly admits that she felt like Shannon was scheming. Her and Tamara were scheming against her to make a, make more of an issue than it was when she thought it was all in jest. And she's like, yes, I was wrong. I should have apologized. I should have not have done that. But at the same time, I thought you guys were basically like hyping this up to get at me. And she's like, I've been, I've been dinged before, been donged before. <laughs> I just said that. She never actually said that. I'm paraphrasing. But Shannon understands. Tamara understands. They're chill. They decide to go on with their day and enjoy the vacation. I think Shannon was very smart about being, you know, like, it's not just me against you. It's like me. Like, I want to enjoy this trip. We're at a wellness mm-hmm. retreat and you're being like this. Right. Like, ridiculous. Um, but I mean, I am happy they, they, uh, they made up and they hugged, but there's no healing with Vicky is what Kelly says. And I love how Kelly's like talking shit about Vicky and Vicky's like in the other room and she knows Vicky's in the other room. So she'll like say things louder right, to make sure that Vicky knows there's no healing with Vicky. Let's move to, um, Gina and Emily though, because they end up having a conversation as well. Um, kind of going head to head and it's a little bit of a fight. And um, this is what we said earlier where Gina was basically like keeps telling Emily like I'm worried about my image and you're like trying to throw all these things on me and I'm trying to get out of these situations and you just don't understand what's going on and you as a lawyer should understand like this is who I am. And this is where Emily's like, well, yeah, well, you can't be drinking like you can't be drinking in the back. And it's like one of these moments where it's like. Gina's going through something, and if you were a true friend, you would be like, I'm so sorry. I understand. I'm I'm sorry I made you feel uncomfortable. This is not my intention at all. Not like, oh, well, you're supposed to be my best friend, and you're not answering my text messages because I need you too, and, like, this isn't okay. It's like, dude, 
weigh your problems on a scale and Gina's are going to be like sinking to the floor where like, yeah, you have fight with Shane, but like we've been seeing this for two seasons. Like Shane's a little dweeb dork biatch (laughs) and like Gina's life is crumbling before her eyes. Like be there for your friend. Don't put this into the frame of you step back and just help. Yeah. And I get it. And sometimes people need their space a little bit. Yeah. Especially considering what Gina's going through. So she may not answer your text within a day or two, but eventually she will reach back out. Like yeah. she's not totally ghosting you or blocking you. Yeah. She, she's just like, I need time. I have kids. She's got kids. She's got a DUI. She's yeah, got a, I've got legal a, issues. A husband on its, on his way out. Yeah. A new home. So Her she's not going to be town. super responsive. She's not going to go to Vegas with you. That's okay. And plus, Everyone's got busy lives, as it is. Hey, I don't text back sometimes when I've got a good-ass breakfast burrito I gotta get through, you know? Right. Say la vie. It it could just be a breakfast burrito. Like, (laughs) as simple as that, and you don't text someone back, right? So, imagine the breakfast burrito on top of the kids, on top of the ex-husband gallivanting around with the the girl who he had an affair with, on top of the legal woes, on top of everything else. I mean, Emily, come on. Just be there for your friend. Have a little compassion. Um, like we said before, we are team Gina. Um, then we have uh, a little uh, Gina and Kelly moment where Kelly goes to apologize to Gina because of the comment she had made the night before about Gina not being accomplished and also hitting Gina on the head <laughs> herself. Um a lot of fighting and apologizing this episode. A lot of it. And it seems like everyone's kind of good at the end of it-ish. But um, I felt really bad for Gina because she kind of breaks down in this moment. And she's like so upset. She's like shaking. And <laughs> Kelly's like, do you need Xanax or something? Like, this isn't normal. Like, you shouldn't be shaking. And it's like, no, she's just really upset. Uh, Kelly's because- really good at expressing empathy. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly's like, you need a Xanax? Like, you need, you know? Um, but I I thought it was really interesting because Gina in this moment really does understand that Kelly was like not trying to be mean. And Kelly really, I think this entire morning through her apologies understands the error in her ways and understands that these women are actually her friends and that she doesn't need to act in the aggressive way that she hasn't because they're not trying to come after him. They're not Vicky. And I feel like that's where Kelly's real issue is, is that she's seen all these women, the Trace Amigas plus little sister Skipper, which I'm going to call Gina all like still friends with Vicky and still in Vicky's life. And it's like Vicky ruined Kelly Dodd's reputation. Vicky ruined Kelly Dodd's relationship with her daughter because things will never be the same. Jolie's life is even completely altered because of Vicky's lies. Lies and Manelli as Kelly calls her, (laughs) you know, lies, lies. Uh, but like, I get, I get where Kelly's coming from, where she's defensive and aggressive because she's kind of feels like she's back into this corner. But I felt like this morning she was able to connect with each person one-on-one and realize they're not after her head at all. And that she can kind of breathe for a little bit, that it's really just Vicky is the issue. But just a little bit. Cause you know, Kelly's coming back with a Just a little bit. <laughs> um, then, uh, they're all decide to go to their own, I guess, experiences. So like I explained with Miraval before, um, you have like the big group sessions that anyone can go to. So like group yoga or group something. And then there's like little like personal sessions. So it looks like Gina and Bronwyn go to meditation. They go to a meditation like maze or what are they called? Labyrinth, a meditation labyrinth. 
Um, and then you have Kelly and Emily and I think Jean or no, Kelly, Emily and someone else decide to go, decide to go to the aerial yoga and they're doing the aerial yoga. And then who walks in? But Vicky. Vicky. So I think it's Tamara, Shannon, Kelly, Emily, and then Vicky walks mm. into the aerial yoga. And you can just see Kelly's face drop. And she's like, you, she knew she was coming, but she didn't know she was going to be like with her the whole time. Uh, I kind of feel bad for Kelly. Like, I mean, look, she knew it was coming though. Yeah, but at the same time, like, it's so hard to go on a vacation with someone that you like cannot stand and to feel like the friends who invited you don't care enough about the situation that happened before to invite someone that's like seriously a danger to a lot of them. Cause like Vicky can open her mouth again. She's the, she's had the train rumor. She's had the cocaine rumor. She's going to have another rumor. It sounds like um, we saw in a preview for next episode, but I understand, I understand why Kelly's upset and like, I, I, for Shannon Bedore being as like a good of a person as I think she is, I think this was a really like selfish call because she wanted to have all of her friends there. But at the same time, it's like, it's like me, you know, I have two different groups. I have groups of friends and I have two people in groups who like, you know, I've got a couple of people who do not like each other in these groups. Still, I invite them all to my birthday and I'm like, duke it out. So, I mean, I'm sorry, Shannon, for putting that. Now <laughs> thinking about it, I would have done the same thing, but I feel bad for Kelly. You love to organize some drama. I don't mean to. It just happens to be that, like, the people in my life are drama. Right. But you don't try to prevent it, just like uh, Shannon doesn't try to prevent it. Jesus, take the wheel. That's what I say. <laughs> let it let it ride. I've actually been at one of these events. You have. I don't where think there's there been was, has, was there a big fight? I don't even remember. No, there was no fight, but... There was tension. Oh, yeah. And in this case, it's a part of the housewives framework. See, that's That's true. the thing. Maybe in real life, for for in most cases, it wouldn't happen. In Housewives, that's that's a part of the feature of the Housewives. Is yeah. that most of the time, it's seven people who are feuding with each other, and they all have to go on vacation. vacation together. They have to have dinners together. They have to throw parties together, and most of the time, they are not happy with each other. Oh, absolutely. That's what not. makes it work. That's the magic of the Housewives. <laughs> um, but after after they take this class, um, we get. A, a little bit of uh, a feud between the ladies and Tamara. And, or sorry, not the ladies and Tamara, the ladies and Emily. The ladies, meaning Shannon and Tamara and Vicky, are upset that Emily did not invite them to her Vegas trip, which they all heard so much about. And Emily says something basically along the lines of, I just wanted my closest friends there. I wanted people who would support me. And like tr- Bronwyn, like one Bronwyn, of her, one of her closest, friends. one of her closest friends who she met two weeks ago. <laughs> and the Trace Amigas are like, well, you don't, you know, you don't open up to us. You're very private. We've been trying to be friends and you're the one who, you know, is kind of at a distance. And then to that, Emily's like, well, that's because you call me Shrek, Tamara. <laughs> and Tamara's like, I've never called you Shrek. I don't know where that came from. And so Emily explains that like someone on Instagram told her that Tamara calls her Shrek. And then the producers gave us a clip, of course, of Shannon going, yeah, she gets all angry, like Shrek, like she's an ogre. And it's like, mm. okay, so Tamara has been saying this, which is terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. And I wouldn't want that person to come to my show either. Right? Yeah. Because they would have made comments the whole time. They'd be like, oh, is this Fiona? Or is this like ogre Fiona or princess Fiona? Like, And she was nervous as is. Yeah. And if you have people there who are 
definitely not rooting for you and who may even be judging you, it's going to make it worse. It's going to be terrible. I get it, Emily. I understand why you didn't want these ladies there. But at the same time, like, it would have been, it would have, you should have just bit the bullet and brought them because it's going to be way more drama that they weren't invited now. True. From a preventing drama standpoint, not a good move. Uh, But from a preventing stress and anxiety standpoint, great move. For at least temporarily. Right. (laughs) Now they're stress and anxiety for a different reason. And that's because you didn't invite them. Yeah. And, and Emily does also try to say that like, she felt like the women were out to hurt her and that they are out to hurt her. And she feels like they're manipulative and rude. I mean, with the comments they've said about her, she just does not feel safe. And that's where Vicky decides to chime in. She's like, no, no one's trying to hurt anyone here. We're all friends. Like no one's actually trying to hurt anyone to where Kelly goes. Well, then why were you trying to get dirt on me, Vicky? Which I was like, oh, what? D- what do you think? Do you think this is true? A hundred percent? I think Well, I mean, is. we've been seeing it. Yeah. With I mean, the train and the yeah. train, cocaine. Exactly. All the Ains. All the Ains. I think we've already seen it. There could be more. It you looks alluded, like there's You more. alluded to the fact that next week there could be more even. This is just the beginning of what I can already tell is going to be an insane rest of the season. We're about how far? I feel like like we're 40% through. Yeah, we're like almost halfway done. I feel like we'll get the end of the Miraval trip and then we'll be like halfway through the season. Yep. We got the mid-season trailer already. It looks like there's going to be like a drinking problem with Bronwyn. um, And Bronwyn seems to be getting a lot more fights the second half of the season. It looks like Kelly's enemy number one of the state, which is um, shocking because Vicky is still in the picture. Um, we see Kel- uh, Vicky's engagement. Um, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Nice attempt to become an official cast member. I mean, it's, it's usually babies or, preg- or babies or weddings will like keep you in, but Vicky, they were like, no, 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 no. We've seen this before. <laughs> we're good. <laughs> yeah, we'll hold off on this one. Oh, we should mention, by the way. On Patreon, yes, you can also get our Orange County Season 11 Reality Rewind recaps, where we recap every single episode of Season 11. Guys, it so. is, Season 11 is a doozy, too. It's Kelly yeah. Dodd's first season, and her and Vicky are BFFs. If you guys want to see some <laughs> wild shit... Interestingly enough, Kelly and Shannon were feuding right off the bat in season 11 yeah they did not like it well things are coming around we're seeing we're seeing the parallels between season 11 season 14 i love those so yeah patreon.com backslash hot and bravo check it out yeah and i think that's it for oc today um if you guys aren't already subscribed make sure you guys subscribe wherever you're listening whether that's soundcloud stitcher google play music itunes or spotify we're on social media so engage with us talk with us enjoy us we're on instagram and twitter at at H-O-T-N-B-R-A-V-O-D. Armin, how can people find you? At Armin Mahram on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm at Eddie underscore Estrada on Twitter and Instagram. And we will see you guys next week.